Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We're taking a week off from G.I. Joe, and we're talking about a underrated <laughs> 80s cartoon show called Rainbow Bright this week. I, I don't, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right at all. It didn't feel right either with me saying it. Uh, this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. And yeah, Rainbow Bright, we're talking about an episode called uh, Star Sprinkles. So guys... If you're not prepared to hear about Rainbow Bright and Star Sprinkles in an episode I thought was kind of good, I'll put it out there. I what? kind of enjoyed th- I enjoyed some of the thematics of it. We'll get into Ooh. it. What? No. No. But, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to defend this Ooh. episode. Guys, I didn't think I would be, but here Jan I am. Jan never likes anything. I mean, we do I that like, going in. I like a lot of things, and I like I will stand friggin' strawberry shortcake all day, but this is some, um, like... We're gonna we're gonna we'll get into I mean, it. We'll be the Black Lives Matters will be referenced more than once this episode. So just <laughs> just know that going into it. Okay, fair well, enough. Uh, um, first, but but also this is almost exactly like Strawberry Shortcake. It's also almost exactly like the Smurfs. It, it uh, has a lot in common with those two properties. Well, it it is uh, it is by the same greeting card company that made Strawberry Shortcake. So like that that sense is definitely there. I think I think the Smurfs is a little more. Uh, native to the the form of animation, uh, oh, that's whereas fair. like Rainbow Bright and S- Strawberry Shortcake feel very feel like greeting cards that were like specifically made to hawk merchandise. But it was a Japanese property, right? Mm-mm. This was no. There were a lot of Japanese names in the credits, and um, this was like a it, it's like a half anime. I'll, I'll go ahead and give it credit for that. Mm, oh. All right. As in a lot of anime in the 80s didn't look very good. (laughs) (laughs) Your definition of 80s anime is didn't look very good? Uh, You know, partially. Uh, Before we do any of this, though, before we get deep into Rainbow Bright, we do have a little thing we've got to clear up and a contest, competition of sorts uh, for our Patreon uh, crew. We had a signed copy of Neil Ross's uh, book, uh, A Vocal Recall, when we had Neil on the show. And this was like literally the week before... We all went into quarantine. We had Neil Ross on the show. And I'm not going to lie if I didn't say the two weeks after we did that episode, I wasn't thinking to myself, oh, God, <laughs> is Neil okay? Yeah. <laughs> did, we, we ones- did we kill him? Did we kill Shipwreck with COVID-19? 
and um, he's still alive. So uh, excellent. So also, so, we have the so book. are we? Because oh, he could have killed us too. Uh, uh, less likely. Less likely. Um, so we uh, we we originally were going to do a contest on Patreon that just kind of got swept under the rug, and so I wanted to give people a chance again. So I created a ten words or less essay competition, and we have three entries from Patreon. I'm going to read the three entries off the um, the list here. And uh, Gina, since you don't know anything about any of this, you literally just found out about it when I told you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're going to pick the winner based on these three essays, and then that person will win the book, okay? Okay. How do we know I haven't been bribed in advance? I mean, we're going to take that chance. All right. All right. Because if it was more than the cost of the book, they screwed up. <laughs> also, I feel like they would have had to message, like, privately message you, and you wouldn't have accepted it anyway, because, like, who the hell is this person <laughs> messaging me out of the blue? Accurate. Are they asking me? Really? Ask me on a date or ask for a picture of my feet or something. <laughs> I was liter- literally, I was going to make the same picture of my feet joke. So here we are. There here we, we are. are, Chad. It's apparently the lowest hanging fruit is Five Gina's years. wiki feet page. <laughs> Five years. And we're just doing each other's bits. That's it. That's all. <sighs> That's isn't that what every show devolves into after five years, though? I'm yeah. just saying that that both of our respective spouses should be jealous or possibly just sad. I don't know. I, I don't know that they're both not sad. Uh, <laughs> I I just looked it up, and wood is the five year anniversary gift. So we all have to give each other wood. Okay, so moving on to the uh, competition. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Gina, both of us understood. Nope. There's no. Do not reply. Do not respond. <laughs> Gina's baiting us. This is gonna go badly. Just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> And pretend she didn't say anything. That is correct. Um, okay, Gina. So here's our three entries, okay? Okay. In random order. The first entry of the 10 words or less essay contest of why they deserve the book. Here we go. First entry. I don't want nothing. <laughs> okay. Second entry. <laughs> I would like this book, but I am too verbose. Okay. Okay. Third entry. Chronoscope produced a picture of me holding the book. Paradox. Huh. Okay. This wow. is tough. This is tough. So to recap for Gina's purposes, first entry, I don't want nothing. Uh-huh. Second like entry, that, uh, reverse psychology there. Yeah. I would yeah. like this book, but I am too verbose. Okay. Uh, Third one, like, chronoscope. Like... Yeah. Sorry, Chan. Go ahead. Oh, no. no I, just, I just thought uh, uh, it was nice how it was like sort of humble bragging there. Uh huh. Uh huh. fine. And third one, chronoscope produced a picture of me holding the book. Paradox. Ooh, this is a tough one. I like all of these for different reasons. Uh, uh, you know, n- number one, yeah, I like the reverse psychology angle there. Uh, makes you want to give something to that person. Number two, I like the usage of the word verbose, and I feel like, you know, we could have uh, we could have given them a five hundred word essay, and they would have dove right in. Number three, I like I like that we're we're entering sci fi territory here. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to number two. Number two, I would like the book, but I am too verbose, is our winner, TJ Bronson. Congratulations. You you will get a copy of it. Uh, I hold on. Hold on. Yes. Make him actually give us a 500-word <laughs> essay before we send it to him. Oh, TJ. I don't sorry. trust him. Chan has altered the rules. Pray he does not alter them further. <laughs> Fine. Uh, well, I'll put it in an envelope and send it to him. Okay. Thank you very much, Robert Clark Chan. So TJ, congratulations, man. You're going to win the uh, autographed copy of the Neil Ross uh, book. 
Uh, very, very exciting. Yay. Give us a, send us a review once you read it. Let us yeah, know how you like reviews. it. No, uh, actually, guys, we, we did get another new review. Now oh. that you mentioned it. I meant a review of the book, but I'll take a review of us as well. Uh, the book's fantastic. Uh, I've read uh, not all of it because I don't read everything. But um, <laughs> He just reads I, every third word. No, I, <laughs> I read actually a good, a good chunk of it. I really enjoyed what I heard. Um, but we do have a new review. It's from, uh, it's from May. So this is how well we're on this. Uh, Dankosaurus, worth every penny five stars. Well, Ooh. he didn't pay for it, so I imagine. Wow. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Dankosaurus here with another fantastic review. This is by far my favorite podcast. The cast is by far the funniest part of my day. Witty banter and some great memories of old cartoons. Thank you, Dankosaurus. We appreciate you. Okay, I'm going to need to go through this guy's history, this person's history, and see if they say that about every podcast, because that's, Look, that's if he, I'm suspicious. If they do, they at least use the hey, everybody. So, I mean, it's, it shows that he listens. All right. I'll let give, it go give this credit. time. This time, well, that's very magnanimous of you, Chan. I am a giver. That's that's the important takeaway here. Well, guys, let's talk about Rainbow Bright a little bit because I don't know a ton about this property. My sister was sort of into it when I was a kid. Same. So she had Rainbow Bright doll. Gina, were you into Rainbow Bright? Yeah, I had I had a Rainbow Bright doll and I had a Baby Bright doll, which I actually think I still have in my bedroom oh. at home. Uh, and I had a couple of the of the Sprite dolls. Uh, Those things were so cute. Yeah, they were Bears. they were very were cute. I think I had the I had the yellow one and a red one. A yellow one and a red one and a rainbow bright doll and a baby bright. I was a little bit too young to remember most of it when when sure. this came out, but at, when as the cartoon was going on, I remembered the visuals, uh like the visuals of the colored children. What are what are the color guard I'm or sorry, the what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Gina. What was the that? What? The color children. Aren't they the called colored children? Oh, you mean the sprites? <laughs> The no, slaves no, the, the, of the Rainbow no, Bright they're world? literally called the Color Kids. Now, here's the deal. Uh, when they first intro the show, they do introduce Rainbow Bright and her friends, Twink, mm-hmm, yeah. and, the, and the Color Kids. Yeah, and I heard it. Kids. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it a certain way as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, we are, we are going for it in the year 1984. <laughs> They're the keepers of all the color. I mean, that uh-huh. is correct. Now, I want what's happening to the color because it seems like it's naturally eroding from this world. Like, I don't like I feel like Rainbow Bright does a certain amount of world building that I'm supposed to be aware of walking in the door because, you know, and we'll get to it in just a sec. But uh, there are enemies. There are monsters and horrible people trying to remove the color from the world. Yes. And Rainbow Bright and her friends are there to uh, produce color and put it into the world. This but is basically also- the plot of Lost, by the way. Except, oh boy, you know, wow. What so, which one's who's the twink of the lost cast? <laughs> oh, that's Sawyer. Everybody knows that. Ah, fair oh, enough. wow, hot yeah, take, hot enough. take. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, except that weirdly in this world, it seems like, like, like you're saying, it's like the default is that the color is being drained away, and if they don't put these color crystals out, like on a continuing basis then the world just drains of all its color so like yeah. it's like the nothing has already sort of like seeped into this world like from the uh, never ending story or like some one of one of those things of like um uh, uh chaos is is uh destroying well, and dismantling the world 
It slowly. seems it seems like a losing battle. If <laughs> if you really put it down, eventually something's gonna happen. There's no. gonna be an earthquake or, or an outside force or no, they're so like they're COVID? like farmers. They're like farmers. They're they're you know, they're they're making the world more vibrant. Uh uh and and but it's just like anything else. You need to you need to take care of it. It's not it doesn't mean we lost anything, but but the the you know the gloomies would would like to take away the color because they hate happiness. So they sound a lot like corners of the internet I've been to before. <laughs> yeah, they need they they need color kids to you know protect. Ooh, we really got to call them something else. That's what they're called. <laughs> or you need to enunciate a whole lot more. I said color kids. Just call them children of color, please. <laughs> just, just to avoid any issues oh my god <laughs> here's the deal i knew right away this is where this episode was gonna go <laughs> and i'm here for it why not right in the pooper uh yep. we didn't, we also yep. skipped over the abysmal uh theme song that yes i would Aww. like to talk about that chan can you play a little bit what? for the people at home i'll play a little bit but you already know that it's terrible I, I thought it was okay that was all right and her friends protect rainbow land Fighting off the forces of darkness and gloom and the devious plots of murky and lurky. I mean, the thing is, like, uh, there's just like this real generic synth thing going on in the background. And the exposition just goes on forever. And they don't need to. It doesn't say anything. It's a complex. It's a complex show. And also, I like that. I was humming it around my apartment. I I was as well. Chan, you just described every uh, 80s anime. (laughs) It's a synth music with an intro place over the top. I mean, that's all right, of them. But like, like the like we know who Rainbow Bright is. We know what her job is. Uh, we know who all of the people around her are. are. These are the tools that she employs. Here are the uh, the the evil people coming to stop the thing. We don't need that much information. Like Rainbow Bright is there to make the world colorful. There, uh, she's got some friends, and there's some bad guys. Bam. Yeah, but then they'd have to actually write lyrics to the theme song, and nobody wants that. I didn't hate this theme Dude, song. Rainbow bright. Rainbow bright is full of color. Da 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 da. Colored hey. people love her so. <laughs> da, 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 da. She is white, but color people like her. Da, 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 da. Oh boy. She's like Joe Biden in that. <laughs> ba, 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 da, da. I have nothing to add to that whatsoever. <laughs> Delightful. So this episode begins um, with, uh, so we're not going to put the Rainbow Bright theme song into the uh, the Tournament of Champions. <laughs> no, no, look, if a patron wants to put it in there, I'll put it in there, but it's not going to do well. Like uh, we, we've been going through and I, I, I've been getting all of the patrons like favorite songs and this thing this lineup is friggin' stacked now. It's stacked. I was I was looking in on part of that conversation, which a uh, spoiler alert, that was Chan taking over the Patreon page, you patrons, uh, and yeah. I sort of glanced at it. So if you thought you were talking to me, uh, first off, congratulations. You avoided that missile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Chan's been really doing the been doing the groundwork to put this tournament together, and it seems like it's shaping up very, very nicely. Yeah, yeah. There were there were a there were a lot of uh, out of left field ones that I just put in for my own amusement, but I had to start swapping those out for like, uh, you know, I've been listening to some of them like they're 
I mean, it's almost wall to wall bangers. Oh, wow. Frankly. So let's talk about the episode. So we open up with Rainbow Bright and a uh, twink riding on a horse. What's the horse's name? Like Stardust or something? Starlight. 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 There we go. Yeah, Starbright. Starlight. I don't know. All right. And, you know, one of those star things. And, um, and there's a really weird thing that's happening because Rainbow Bright's like, yo, run. We got to catch up to these birds. And the horse is like, yo, I can run faster than like fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like right. real, like kind of mad about it, though. Like he's really like he's like, if this is a creature, I can run faster. And there's no creature I can't run and catch up to because I could run fast. OK, I can just run fast. It's because well, she questions or a rabbit or even an antelope isn't a horse in a universe who cannot. Faster, Starlight, faster. We've got to there isn't a horse in a universe who can outrun me or a rabbit or even an antelope. There isn't an animal I can't catch. That dude is seriously insecure about his speed. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. That's that's a little that's a that's a dude who's like five foot two at the bar talking about how he can kick everybody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I can. I, I'm a giant flying fucking horse. I can beat a rabbit. Yeah. Exactly. All right, what are, pal. Cool. What does Starlight have to prove to anybody at that point? He's a magical rainbow flying horse. Yeah. You're fine, dude. Your spot's not getting taken. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah, it just it was came across as so desperate to me. Like, what if he didn't catch the birds? Would he be lesser? Yes. Uh, yeah. They turn him I into did. glue. They turn him into ra- rainbow oh, glue. Rainbow glue. <laughs> That's who makes Rainbow Clue. <laughs> I definitely need to see some animation house do the uh, uh, She-Ra Rainbow Bright crossover and just have the horses like talking to each other because I'm pretty sure uh, all the other horses and from all the other cartoons would just just be done with this dude real quick. <laughs> but also that would be that would be a horrific meetup because Shira is like normal hot lady sized and Rainbow Bride has like a giant head and a weird doll body and that would be horrific to see. That is weird. Her proportions are like doll like. They're not human like. And it's almost like they designed her to sell dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and I weird. bought it. Thank you. <laughs> so it turns out there's these gray birds who are flying around. And so uh, Rainbow Bright's very uh, pushy about getting all of the the the, the star sprinkles, right, that, uh, from Twink. She says, give me all you got. And she, like, chucks them at the birds who now become red. And it's a very, very exciting moment as they fly away red. Yeah, I can't tell if the birds were running away because they did not want to get colored or if they were just go, uh, they were just flying along and like, who the fuck? Who is the who's fault? Who's following us? Jesus. Oh, like, don't turn around. Don't make eye contact. No, I think that they had been decolorized. And once you're decolorized, you're sort of you're like a little bit evil. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's, wow. A, that's a take. OK, so you're saying that uh, if you're uh, black and white, that you're evil is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, if, saying uh, I'm saying if you're you know, not colored you're interracial in. if you're mixed <laughs> if you're not you're, colored you're in you're you're evil that's what i'm saying uh-huh. well i i had a different take uh weirdly enough and that's that the birds were decolorized uh correctly uh but by some evil entity or just like that is their um, default state that's what i'm curious no, no, about i think words. i think by an evil entity 
I think that because part of what Rainbow Bright does is undoes the undoes the the graying of the world. So these birds were once colorful and then were grayed and then and then were filled with fear and evil. And she she set them back to their natural red See, happiness. I took it a different way in that the birds were lost their color, but they just didn't notice or give a shit. So they were just flying around just like because we're birds, you know, we're just flying. And Rainbow Bright's like trying to catch up to them and like throw the and w- weren't you disappointed in their color scheme after she hit him? Because I was expecting something like multicolored, sparkly polka dots. Instead, they're just like black red. It's like, I mean, thank you. Yeah, I was expecting them each to turn a different color. Sure. Yeah, because all the all the uh, star sprinkles were different colors. Yeah, and that's usually usually what happens on rain uh, when when rainbow bright touches something is they they turn different colors as opposed to when red butler uh, the little red boy uh, uh, touches them. Does does he only turn them turn things red? He's in charge of the color red. Yes, I see. So they're like the endless. Basically, it's like a like a proto Sandman. Yes, yes. Oh, he was one of my favorite ECW wrestlers, so I'm completely on board with this reference. Different sand, different Sandman. Dude. <laughs> yeah, exit light, enter night. No, I know where we're going. Um, okay, so uh, Rainbow Bright wants to keep going, and Twink's like, "Yo, you literally told me to give you all the star sprinkles. So we got to go back." And Rainbow Bright's like, "Cool, we're gonna go back to Rainbow Land. Excellent." At this point, we get something truly upsetting. <laughs> Very early on in this episode, we do a fly through of Rainbow Land, which starts in a mine. Yes, that's what they're made for. And these. Oh, that's that's what they're made made for. for. Yeah, they're born to live (laughs) slave away and die mining uh, crystals in a cave. No, they're usually happy when they do it. This was the only episode. Oh, so <laughs> they're happy to work like that. They're happy to be taken from their native land, <laughs> carried this somewhere. Is their native land. Uh, oh, is it now? Is it? Do they have citizenship? <laughs> are they? Like, or are they considered? They three fifths no. of a color child. Each 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 color kid owns like it is it oh, owns <laughs> sprites wow. no like each sprite is paired up with a color kid so the so red butler has Man. all the red sprites is that what you call it gina how much do those uh, sprites seem to be getting paid for their work they it's their purpose in life their god-given purpose to work for the color kids. <laughs> well, you know, I can at least see why Gina off air was telling us how much she didn't like all of these statues getting torn down. It makes a lot more sense to me yeah. now. Yeah. She's really into that Thomas Jefferson one for reasons you never really qualified. Uh, uh, I'm putting the, I'm connecting the dots now. <laughs> I think there should be more, more statues of the color kids. <laughs> I don't care how many sprites they owned. <laughs> it's their heritage damn it <laughs> oh my god so yeah and so then we just take this really upsetting tour through this mine where it definitely looks like they are forced to work okay, but they're dancing all, and they're singing so i guess it's a, okay there is a a, a, a roller coaster ride yeah. and only time. only the only the head twink gets to ride apparently no anyone's allowed to ride it also weirdly uh, it plays zip it, it it plays zippity doodah when they're uh, <laughs> going along, and I th- I think they took out some of the uh, 
some some of the animatronics around the the remote or it's uh, weird around because, the uh, roller coaster. Yeah, the 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 roller coaster is it's now the princess and the frog. <laughs> weird. It's weird, weird that they would change it like that from Rainbow Bright. Um uh, at which point they take us to show us to where this mine car that goes like Indiana Jones style, you know, down and into the castle from the the, the mines. And then it goes into a crazy machine. Now, what's upsetting about this machine is they have it fashioned. So it looks like a giant mouth that you pour the the star crystals in when it's just like, literally a, like a, a, a shelf on a wall, you know, or a, like an opening. Shoot. But yeah. then they put giant googly eyes on it to really <laughs> F me up. Here's the thing. I'm okay with that. Yeah, same. That's pretty fun. Like, uh, what I should do, honestly, is I should um, uh, cut a ping pong ball in half and, like, put it onto uh, onto the stove. So every time I open the oven, I'm like, feed me pizza. Uh, I'll tell you, there's a there's a pretty famous comedian whose house I was over to uh, at one point, and all, almost all the inanimate objects of this person's house had <laughs> googly eyes, like on the stapler. <laughs> And on, on like the the uh, you know the blender, ev- literally everything had googly eyes, and it was a delight. I, I think I know it. who you're talking about, and it makes total sense. It makes total sense if you know. I'm not going to out that person, but it it, it makes total sense out if you now. if you know who it is. Out them to me. <laughs> it was Gina Ippolito of TV's oh, The Unicorn. Man, what? it's like I don't even know what's in my own house. <laughs> well, I mean, you've only been there like a week, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So, okay, so let's get introduced to our bad guys. We've got Lurky and Murky, both pretty high-esteemed voice actors. I don't know if you guys had picked up on this. Uh, Chan, I'm looking at you. I did not. Uh -uh. Uh, Murky, who is the human-looking one, is voiced by Peter Cullen. Oh. Optimus freaking Prime. Tag, yo. Oh. And Lurky is voiced by Pat Fraley, who's not as well known as Peter Cullen, but has his G.I. Joe connections. I believe he did the voices of Ace and Blowtorch in G.I. Joe, among other voices. Nice. Huh. So cool. uh, immediately when these two started talking, I'm like, yo, I know. I know for a fact I know who these people are. And I had to look <laughs> it up in the credits. And I was like, yup and yup. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, so uh, I thought the voice acting of uh, Murky, of Peter Cullen especially, I thought Pat Fraley was fine. They didn't give him as much to work with. But I actually thought Murky had some pretty good line reads. Um, and then when you find out it's Optimus Prime, it makes a lot more sense. So let's talk about them. Uh, they have Gloom Spray. Uh-huh. And they're going to try to... Uh, I, I'm really unclear on the plan. They're trying to get inside the Rainbow Bright factory so they can spray their Gloom Spray. Step yeah. two... Question mark. Step three. Profit. I'm. I'm so, still. I'm still figuring this out. This is it. Another minute, and we'll be in the color castle, and my gloom spray will put an end to Rainbow Land forever. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so this is is why I said it's similar to the Smurfs and similar to Strawberry Shortcake, also similar to the Gummy Bears in that there is some sort of land that's happy. There's like a Smurf land and it's happy. Uh, And then there's a bad guy who wants their main commodity. In Gummy Bears, it's the bad guys want Gummy Bear juice. In Smurfs, it's it's, they want the the Smurf berries. Uh, um, Uh, No, also... Gargamel wants to fucking murder them. Yeah, he he, eat them. he, he just hates berries. he hates them. But he wants he also sometimes wants Smurf berries. <laughs> sometimes just to take the edge off. 
uh, but so this is this is yeah, this is a very basic kids cartoon thing of here's good and here's evil, and for no real reason, evil wants to do away with good. So their yeah. their whole thing is that they yeah they want to make they want to drain all the color from the world so that everyone is like them. It's basically like those people that you know that are always miserable and trying to make everyone else miserable. Uh, yeah. Now, now I have uh, a vocabulary to to uh, talk about those people. Thanks to what we do in shadows, they are energy vampires. Yes, yep. yes. I actually have a special word for them. I just call them blocked. Oh, nice. Yeah, just a lot easier uh, to never have to deal with them, uh, guys. If you haven't yet, read the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Uh, it's a fantastic book, and Wait, it advises what? you to block negative people. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> so. <laughs> When did this turn into a fucking Tony Robbins special? <laughs> it's one of my favorite books of all time, and I think more people should be aware of it. So here's me spreading awareness. Oh, boy. This feels like it's turning into an Ayn Rand thing real quick. So guys, let's talk about the Fountainhead a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay, so the bad guys have decided to uh, you're going to get inside the factory, spray their gloom spray. So they get inside the uh, the, the mine car. With all of the, the the starlight sprinkles or the gems or whatever the H they are, the mind gems, the blood diamonds. Let's just call them blood diamonds. Thank you. That's <laughs> that's better term. And um, and this is just crazy. They get in the cart and then they get dumped into the googly eyes and then thoroughly dispatched by natural defenses of the factory. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's the kids. This is the, a weird. The, this is a weird episode because. There's no real like it takes a little while to get to what the actual plot is and what the problem is. Like it starts off they need to colorize these birds and then it's doomy and gloomy or trying to get in, but there's no real threat from them. And then a con man shows up. It's just a lot in one episode. It feels like there's three three things to overcome and as opposed to one coherent storyline. Yeah, and and let's talk about this con man. I referred to him as Huckster because I don't know if we actually got a name for him the entire episode. Harry we Mudd, come on now. Harry Mudd, is that his name? No, his no. name is Plock. Plock. Plock? Harry Mudd was the, uh, Star the Trek. guy from Star Trek, yeah. I know who Harry Mudd is. That's why I was like, did they really go for that same name again? <laughs> wow. Um, so he comes in and he's offering a sales pitch, which already you're just like, okay, well, this is the music man. This is Robert Preston's The Music Man. Sure. And he's come in to try to sell them instruments and they will not work. Um, he offers them. This is, I, here's the deal. I love this plan. As, as far as bad guys go, he's not a good one, uh, but his plan is pretty good. He says, hey, I got these magic seeds. First off, he recognizes the, as the marks that they are idiots. Sure. Uh, that they probably uh, also, have. Quick yes. sidebar. Uh they're all all of these sprites are dudes except for one, possibly two. I don't remember. Two. You can tell the difference because the women have lipstick and a bow in their hair. Yeah, which correct. Was creepy. And one of them was like macking on the huckster dude. Yeah, on, uh, she wanted uh, she wanted to get that huckster D, which yeah. is going also for weird. It. Yeah, yeah, and he was into it too. It seemed, um, or maybe that was part of the part of the you know the schmooze. Yeah, um, part of so scam. He, he says, you guys are slaving away. Oh, excuse me. Working so hard away in that uh, mine. Yeah. Gina. And they uh, like uh, it. <laughs> it seems to me like that's such hard work that you shouldn't have to be doing. 
And instead of promising them freedom, he promises them freedom in a different way and that he offers them seeds, which grow star sprinkles. So therefore, there's no more need to mine them anymore and they can live a life of luxury. I mean, it still sounds like you would have to be harvesting these crystals in a way you know, like agriculture. And like, I guess uh, uh, farming is better than mining, but still farming like little kids don't understand this concept. Like if you said to them, this will grow out of the ground, they would think that it ended there. If you went deeper in a cartoon, they would get confused. Yeah, he really seemed to uh, in, in, imply, at least, that the they would they would sprout out of the ground and then they would just go into baskets and go into the factory. <laughs> like, he really he really did seem to be selling this 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 lie. Um, and what I appreciated about this, he's like, okay, cool. So now we've made this. I'm going to give you these seeds for free. How good of a deal is this? I'm going to give you these seeds. I'm going to give you freedom, uh, sprites. Now you don't need that mine anymore, right? That mine sucks. You don't even want to be reminded of that time you toiled away joyfully in there. <clears throat> I'll just take it off your hands for free. We'll just call it a trade. Is that cool? And the and now, first off, who authorized Twink to is Twink owner of the mine? What authority does he have to sign the mine away? I kept again, asking myself this question again. This this you know, little kids don't understand ownership. I just feel like they, uh, Rainbow oh, Bright could have won this. Excuse me. Are you telling me oh dear. Oh dear. that my child, who's one of his favorite words is mine, and if you try and take a toy away from him, he goes ballistic. That's You're the saying thing, that they don't they understand just, No, they just ownership. think everything is theirs. So, uh-huh. so Twink can sell it because it's it, everything is just whosoever says it's theirs. I just, you know, I just don't think Twink can enter into a legal binding contract because, after all, he is a minor. Hold on. <laughs> Come on, Gina, help me out here. This is a slow clap that builds and builds <laughs> until the entire classroom is cheering and standing on their desks and saying, Captain, my captain. And then one of them kills themselves, I think. I don't remember. It's been a while since yeah, I've seen the movie, yeah. so I don't understand. I'm like, Which one of uh, us is going to kill ourselves in this scenario? Guys, we can all do it. That's fine. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Then no one will feel I've been left waiting out. all episode on saying that. So thank you for thank you for being with me on that. Um. <laughs> G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Murky! Rainbow Bright has a new cereal with fruit flavor and bright colors! Colors? Let's see! New Rainbow Bright brand cereal! Sweet fruity rainbows of bright color! A yummy part of this complete breakfast! Then I'll murk out! A gloom cloud! No match for Rainbow Bright! Oh, oh no! Full no. of colors! Idiot! We hate color! No murk out breakfast for us! Fruit flavors, colorful bites, Rainbow Bright! Now, back to G.I. Joe. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's the worst. Um, okay. So they, they go in, they make the deal, and Twink signs the agreement to so- sign the mines away. So this is great because the, all the sprites are super beyond excited about this deal. Like, this is the coolest thing ever. They run forward, and they're making a commotion to so the, the, the color kids. Ah, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Come out of the castle. Also, let us let us recognize that they are very excited to not be doing this thing that Gina says they enjoy doing. They love it. Like they love it. 
Uh, that's why they're so quick to dump it immediately. Immediately. <laughs> um, so they come out excited, and Rainbow Bright is uh, understandably skeptical. And she says, yo, like, you you have, these are rocks. These aren't even seeds. How dumb are you, Sprites? Um, these are rocks. And, and, well, and Twink you know, is like. We've done tests. There's been extensive tests that find <laughs> that sprites just aren't uh, genetically as uh, smart as the color kids. No, they're genetically engineered to only be happy mining. Are you saying this is my island of Dr. Moreau shit now? <laughs> they're grown in vats is what you're saying? Yeah. Are these like Oompa Loompas? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? That they're that they're going home at night and banging other sprites? No way. That yeah, one lady sprite was really into the huckster and he gave her a flower and she almost passed out. I could say <laughs> there was some attraction is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So, uh, who, they, so are we going to what are we about to look up some sprite porn and put it on Ray's wall now? <laughs> <sighs> Not again. <laughs> Man, um, you just rule forward your forward some weird shit into existence. <laughs> uh, what I'll say right now is what it's my fa- it's maybe my favorite scene of the whole episode is because they're super excited and Rainbow Bright's like, okay, plant one. And like, how long will it take to grow anyway? How do we even know? And he's like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it that far. <laughs> it's like, well, you, okay, cool. Well, it's not like you guys, you know, gave the mine away for these seeds. Oh, yes, you did give the mine away for these seeds. Oh, and God. everybody's Pissed. Oh, God. Don't. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Gina, <laughs> no. I don't even want to know. I don't want to hear don't, about it. Don't Google Rainbow Bright Sprite porn. Oh, God. Why? Wow. Don't do I, that. I, I thought that was I'll, my job, and I was being good. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this to, to people. Why would I? I'm, I'm feeling gonna, generous I'm today. I'm chat one to you. I'll just chat one to you. No, don't. I don't want to see that. Just go ahead and make a just make a group with uh, Ray and his wife and and send it to both of them. That would be great. Uh, That would really do wonders for me tonight. Thank you. I'm going to move forward because I don't want to hear about right. Rainbow Sprite hunger of the shadow beasts. (laughs) What? How? (laughs) Moving forward. I um, just what I love about this especially. Is the fact is that, that they all leave dog? to go to the, stop it? <laughs> they all go to the mine, and Murky steals the basket of seeds because he doesn't know they're bad and thinks he's ruining everyone's day when it's just literally a wicker basket with a few rocks in it. Uh, this is actually uh, I, I was kind of a fan of like them showing up and doing like a real simple kind of uh, thing and you know failing at it, but then they're sort of like in the mix. So we get kind of uh, a um, a heel versus heel thing where they're trying to, you know, like sort of one up each other. I was, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. It was a little fun. Yeah. Uh, so I also appreciated uh, that he is already a uh, huckster guy's already like taken over the mine. He's put up new signage. He's put bars on the front door of the mine. He talks about like offering to like give them half price to get admission to their own mine, which is fun. You know, it's it's apparently supposed to be a mine uh, of colored rocks is supposed to be a tourist attraction in this world, which doesn't make even a slightest bit of sense. Um, but what I like about it is they Rainbow Bright says, yo, these seeds don't work. These are not even seeds. And his immediate response, very much like a certain president I could think of, was, man, they work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tell you. No you're talk- you're talking about Barack Obama, right? <laughs> I was talking about. Justin Trudeau. Thank you very much. 
so I, I just I absolutely appreciated that very, very much. So they end up getting kicked out of the mining area. Cool. At which point, Murky and Lurky show up to the mining area to have a conversation. They go, you know, we're in a land of color. Nobody wants that. Everybody gets it every day. What if we turn it into a gloom cave instead? Like, because this is kind of one note villains. And and, he, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. So no, now we have a he gloom doesn't agree cave. to that. They just go. Well, he, yeah, well, he agrees to it after the fact. He doesn't have much of a choice in the matter. No, he stops Kind of like the sprites in the mind, Gina. He stops them. I thought they started spraying things. I thought it got, no, oh, he, they start to spray it. And then, uh, 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 okay. Yes. Excellent. So what ends up happening is they go to spray it uh, uh, with the super potent gloom atomizer. And then right in the 11th hour before it's about to turn the entire mind gloomy, a giant rainbow appears from the doorway and pulls the entire gloom out. Probably throwing it on some birds. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's rainbow brights rainbow. She controls it. Yeah. It, it's her world. Uh, at which point uh, murky and lurky, you know, gone taken out of the picture as well. Um, <laughs> and we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> Uh, hold on just real quick. I want to, uh, uh, that's, um, I mean, Cullen doing some, some ballsy work there. That was a great villain laugh. Yeah, that he really went for it. It's one of those I thought it was going to be done three times before it actually ended. <laughs> Not going to lie. I mean, that's, that's a perfect that's cascade. A, yeah, that's a sign of a quality uh, villain laugh. When you're like, okay, whew, that was a pretty. Oh, okay. Oh, we, okay it got we're bigger. Going, we're still on the ride. Here we go. Like, oh, here's the loop-de-loop. <laughs> oh, am I upside down right now? What is happening? And I am spent. Also, I really got to close this chat window because that Rainbow Bright is not. Did you actually said I don't even have it open right now? Oh God! Yeah. Why, why am yeah. I? Why am I? No, she I shouldn't. Did. She did. Oh no! Oh no! It's I'm gonna look there. at the thumbnail. It's, it's waiting for <laughs> you. Oh, there's there's you're, the name. Oh God! The chat box the chat. glowing. Yeah, you're gonna have to open that chat window eventually. Oh, for fuck! God <laughs> damn it, Gina! God damn it! No, I don't. I'll save that for later. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What is that sprite's <laughs> name? Sally Hemmings? I wasn't sure. Oh, you clear that up for me. Didn't need that in my life. Um, okay, so we get to the final scene here because we're almost out of time. And the huckster says, you, you, you prevented the mine from being made gloomy, even though, even though it didn't belong to you. And Rainbow Bright's like, yes, that's the kind of people we are. And he goes, that's fine. I'm going to give you back your mind for nothing. At which point I'm like, he is the worst con man of all freaking time. I mean, he's got a heart of gold is the thing. So at the very end, he realizes the damage that's, he's done. He's trying to preserve beauty in the universe. That's not how that's not how con men work. I mean, the whole point is that they lack the empathy for others. That's why they take advantage of them. I don't know that he's uh, a con man so much as he's what? a purveyor of beauty. 
Oh dear Lord Chan. This guy, look, I, I I will defend this episode. I thought it took a couple twists that I thought were fun. I thought the addition of the quote unquote magician slash huckster, as I've been calling him, uh, was fun because he could do sleight of hand tricks and really basic like close up magic, which to the the sprites was like Merlin shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that was very fun. I thought Murky and Lurky, the performances were good, um, even if their characters didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, and I like the fact that Rainbow Bright, like was never happy <laughs> the entire episode. I mean, she's got mentioned- to work. She's got to work to save the world. She's got responsibilities. Yeah, she, that's just it. She carries herself like somebody who's in charge of all these idiots. And if she does something wrong, everything's going to die. She and was hard came- for the money. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so and she's a very, for it, honey. a very competent leader. And I had an image in my mind of what Rainbow Bright was. And it was a lot more like Strawberry Shortcake. But yeah. then to see the reality of Rainbow Bright as sort of just like the Hillary clinton of this crew i was like completely on board for it it made me very happy (laughs) that that's the direction they took the rainbow character i mean the whole series starts with her saving everyone's life so yeah she's got a lot on her plate wow one false move and color is gone from this universe forever and everyone will like die or something. I don't know. Like no more sunlight. I don't know how it works, but like she carries that weight and it is clear that she is carrying it. And that was fun in a show. I was not expecting to have that kind of depth to it. So I'm, I'm on board for rainbow bright. So what I'm trying to say, like I came in very skeptical, uh, but a minute in, I was like, Oh dear Lord, what is this? And it won me over. It won me over. Yeah, there's nothing bad here. Rainbow's good. Colorful stuff, good. Two two sort of dopey uh, gray guys, great. Oh boy. So I'm I'm uh, just doing a quick scan over the uh, the, the rainbow bright porn section. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just in Pornhub here under uh, animation uh, uh, bright comma rainbow, and uh, apparently. Because I, I'm, I'm a little bit fascinated by this world because it's, you know, sort of yeah, like that sort of uh, strawberry shortcake kind of like we all live in, in muffins and, and sweets and shit. But also, like, the huckster has a fucking robot horse. I'm like, did you fucking <laughs> steal that from Bravestar? What is this you bullshit? And like this weird... Like sci-fi shit going on at the same time. I completely forgot to mention how utterly rad his horse and carriage were because to what Chan said, it's a freaking robot horse and like a robot carriage. And he like gets into it like it's a like a spaceship with a dome over the top, like those old timey 1950s saucers. So he gets on the saddle and this dome goes over his top of this robot horse and he flies into space. Yeah. And yeah. And he's saying shit about like he's visited. uh other galaxies and universes and stuff and uh uh like let's see where is it i've traveled the seven seas and a thousand universes i've had a ride on the comet i've had a glass of the milky way (laughs) i've collected the deepest secrets of the darkest corners why i've like uh you you You'd think that he was like lying and he probably is, but like he understands the uh, the multiverse concept and he's got a friggin spaceship type situation. So if he told me that he was 
friggin' dimension hopping, I'd be like, all right, I buy that. Yeah, at worst, he's embellishing. He's clearly done some stuff. Yeah. You um, know? But then, uh, as I'm reading down, uh, this a young girl named Wisp is brought to a gray, desolate land. Uh, she's supposed to bring color, blah, blah, blah. She runs into a furry creature named Twink, uh, which says to me that these creatures, these sprites, are natives to the land. Oh, no. So here comes a white girl. Uh, the oh, land boy. was being destroyed. Uh-huh. Uh, and thank she you. Saved thank them? you, Mrs. Netanyahu. Uh, <laughs> I understand that the land was completely barren until she came along and gave it life. And oops, there are these people here who obviously don't know how to steward their own land. So they need to be subjugated. They uh, love they her. Be- they love her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's called Stockholm Syndra, Gina. They love her. Anyway, this was pretty neat. It wasn't the worst thing, but also it did kind of (laughs) suck. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I appreciated it. So, uh, so guys, um, real quick though, we're going to do our round two of the theme song tournament. Welcome to knowing is half the podcast presents theme song throwdown. This is the second, uh, what, what, Ray, what do you call this thing? Well, this would be a mini sewed. Uh, except no, no, no. we're actually going to put it into the no, 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 no. show. He means the thing. What? He means the table. These are, the, the these are words that we're talking. The words. Yeah. Words okay, spoken. Mayonnaise. Sentences. You paragraphs. People. There's a bracket. And oh, we it's just a tournament bracket. The first round. We The first round I take to be like the round of 32, right? That is correct. Yes. Okay. So what do you call one thing of that? One head-to-head matchup. That would be one matchup. Okay. Well, welcome to the second matchup of the TV... I have Jen, never you need to start watching sports. Football. This is really upsetting. No, first I watch sumo and tennis. That's it. I'm done. It's the first sumo. Uh, the, oh. It's the second match of round one of the uh, bracket of 32. Tournament. Okay, got it. Cool. Last time G.I. Joe beat out King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Barely. We're going to figure out. Yeah, we're going to figure out how to do that losers bracket uh, this time, though. Uh, and I don't know if you uh, were paying attention to uh, the ones that we've I've selected. Have you? Were you paying attention when I sent you the uh, nope the thing? Cool. Okay, then we're going to do this. Then here it here we go. Do you want to tell us what the songs are ahead of time? Oh yeah.
I mean, look, you didn't so have to say good. it. I, I wish you had said the name of it before we did it, but that's fine. Because um, some of these are going to get more obscure and we won't know them. Of course, the second that that ripping bass line started kicking in, I was like, I started just like doing air guitar. Look, any any theme song that leans on the bass to set the tone, I am here for. Yeah. <laughs> I like this and the Seinfeld theme, and that's the only two I could think of. But like, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Fraggle Rock's got one of the best theme songs going. I agree, and I also love an interactive song. Everyone rates for those claps. Oh, yeah. yeah. And white people like me do it on the offbeats. Oh, gosh. Ugh. <laughs> Here comes the second uh, uh, contestant, Pirates of Dark Water. Oh, Lord. <laughs> alien world of myrrh is being devoured by dark water. Only Ren, a young prince, can stop it by finding the lost 13 treasures of war. At his side is an unlikely but loyal crew of misfits. At his back, the evil pirate lord Blood, who will stop at nothing to get the treasures for himself. It's high adventure with the Pirates of Dark Water. Uh, not a lot to not a lot to take in there. In my mind, this is a this is a stomp, Fraggle Rock. Uh, look, I was dancing to one. I was uh, trying to wait for the hook of the music in the other. That tells me Fraggle Rock is a clear clear winner here. I've I I've never watched Pirates of Dark Water. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, uh, I have. Uh, I saw it when I was a kid, and it was it was like the one that aired on like, I want to say like the USA Network. Uh, so it was sort of like one of those cartoons that was sort of out in its own space. So you didn't necessarily have as much. Uh, you wouldn't be watching unless you were trying to watch it. Like it wasn't just on, and it was no. interesting, episodic. Uh, I remember good things about it, but I never got deep into it. Might be worth checking out for this show. Uh, I, I mean, I always thought that it was one of those good cartoons that we kind of wanted to avoid because like, it's not that interesting you when we're know. watching a good show. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the There was nothing that took me in. And also uh, it was all synth uh, synth strings. So, you know, kind of like uh, the worst of both worlds. Um, eh, Fraggle yeah. Rock, easy, easy. Yeah, I agree. I was actually kind of bored by that second one. Whereas I think Fraggle Rock is is I think it, Fraggle Rock might take this whole sumo competition. It, wow. It's called it's a one it's of the called best. a basho, Gina. It's a basho. <laughs> uh, Fraggle Rock's gonna be a tough one to crack. I mean, you're gonna need to yeah. really bring the heat. Uh, again, you got bass guitar and, and really none of that in Pirates of Dark Water. I think. Uh, I think it over a committee oversight was made uh, putting this one in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know I, what? I, sometimes I, those I, bubble teams, you just never know how it's going to fall. Yeah, I feel like Fraggle Rock is something that I I would have as a kid or teen added to a mixtape and been excited to listen to it, not just at the beginning of a of a Fraggle Rock episode, but would legitimately want it in other <laughs> times. So yeah, it's going to be hard to beat. Uh. Yeah. Look, uh, a 
Fraggle Rock's going up against G.I. Joe next round. So just oh, know boy. that that's going to be rough. Um, oh. B, uh, there are a couple, uh, I'll say it, shitty songs in here. Uh, t- uh, uh, tweet at us or uh, go to our Facebook and uh, tell us what songs should be on here. And maybe I'll replace one of them. I haven't released all of the uh, uh, the matchups yet, so plenty of room to uh, change it. You can influence this tournament is what we're trying to say. There are bubble teams that might get uh, unfortunate play-in games and get defeated before you even know they exist. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing this back to the NCAA tournament that didn't happen this year. <laughs> as best <laughs> as I can. Guys, I love this idea. So we agree Fraggle Rock goes on to face G.I. Joe in round two in, in a colossally heavyweight uh, Sweet 16 matchup. Oh, yeah. This is going to be brutal. So, guys, Fraggle Rock, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, look, uh, Pirates of Dark Water wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead and uh, put it out there. Uh, maybe maybe a misstep in the competition this early on. Yeah, here's um, th- That's okay. Uh, like I, I got an original round of suggestions and I didn't really know how to narrow it down. So I just sort of like went mostly, I, I literally went to a random number generator and, uh, you know, like, okay, number 40 on the list that goes in. Okay. Number 12 on the list goes in. Uh, so there were, there weren't some great ones. Uh, but honest, even though, even then all of those, uh, um, uh, songs that I put on that list, somebody had said that it is their favorite song. And like even oh these real bad, terrible, just like objectively bad songs, like someone out there, like growing up, listened to it, looked forward to that shit. And every time it came on, they fucking stood up and danced. And that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. I'm that's convinced kinda- in the case of Pirates of Dark Water, someone was lying to themselves about their own childhood, probably yeah, to cover possible. up trauma. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> So, guys, that's our show. Um, you can always hit us up on all the social medias. Uh, you can hit us up Facebook.com slash Knowing Us Half the Podcast for the Knowing Us Half, po- knowing us half the Podcast group, as well as Patreon.com. Yeah, don't worry about that. Look, it's a hot garage, guys. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Knowing Us Half the Podcast. Uh, for $5, you can get our uh, Super Bonus Vault, which has like, what, 400 episodes in it or something like that? Maybe more? Maybe less? I don't know. It's a number, but it's around 400, I think. Uh, you can also get involved in some of these contest competitions. We gave away the Neil Ross book. That was excellent. Um, we probably, Chan, do you still have some t-shirts? Yeah. Let's work our way through the list of anybody who hasn't got a t-shirt. Let's give them all t-shirts. Let's make sure everybody gets the things. Everybody that gets sounds, shirt. Everybody gets a shirt. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work with you about this this weekend, and we'll try to put that together. Um, okay, you can also hit us up on uh, uh, Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast. I am flailing, guys. I am sweating like a hog over here. This is, <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> uh, it's, it's almost like my two-year-old got up at 530 in the morning. <laughs> oh, dear. Almost. Of course, that's not what happened. She got up at nah. 535 in the morning. So it's yeah, I was a big liar before. Um, my point is, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Meh. Good enough for me. Check out the Who Would Win show. Robert Clark Chan was just a judge this week doing an episode of Chan. Do you want to tell him the episode? Uh, it hasn't oh, been that uh, long. <laughs> Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star versus Bugs Bunny. What a fun matchup that was. So we had a really good yeah. time with that episode. So if you're a fan of this show and you want to hear two-thirds of it on the Who Would Win show talking about a cartoon character, really two cartoon characters if you break it down, what a fun time to have. So go ahead and check out that episode of Who Would Win. Otherwise, you can just individually- get yeah. Gina on there because there is nothing like having your notifications 
just drowned by people <laughs> who disagree with your decision. I just it. absolutely inundated. Ping, ping, ping all day long. Gina, you would have so much fun with I that. I was on it. Gina was on an episode of No uh, No Except. She oh, also on, wait, was on an episode of Wait a minute. They didn't, they didn't drown you in notifications? Nope. Uh, Gina deleted her Twitter all, Twitter all week. <laughs> Um, yeah, Gina did a great episode. It was uh, Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles versus Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ah, oh. good one, good one. Anyways, guys, you can hit us up individually on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray at nine hundred ninety nine RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy, and we'll be back next week with probably more GI Joe, but definitely more theme song tournaments. Until next time, yeah, pirates. Pirates of dark water. They're the pirates, pirates of dark water. They like to pirates fight of people. Dark water. And, and the water is really dark, and the pirates happen? are in the water. That's I've already forgotten what it sounds like. Cut that too. <laughs> Into a land filled with darkness came a little girl with a mission. After proving herself to be worthy and brave, she became known as Rainbow Bright. Now along with her magnificent horse, Starlight, and her loyal and true friends, Twink and the Color Kids, she lives far away in Rainbowland, a wonderful place full of color and happiness. Using the power of the rainbow, her magical color belt, and the star sprinkles, Rainbow Bright and her friends protect Rainbowland, fighting off the forces of darkness and gloom and the devious plots of Murky and Lurky so that they can bring color and happiness to people everywhere. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score, score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. <laughs> like Score Bunny. Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh but my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's is it like- Is he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.